This is Kai Martin, a.k.a. the Mayor of Igosia, and you're listening to the Live on Mission podcast. Thanks for joining us once again on the Live On Mission podcast, official podcast of IGO Global. We're helping you and students uh, own their faith, live out their faith, share their faith with others. That's what we do at IGO. We're in a series right now where we're talking about LaunchBox specifically. And let me, let me give you a little background. IGO started 22 years ago, and the vision from the very beginning was unreached peoples, least reached peoples, people that have little or no access to the gospel and and helping students engage those peoples. And so, man, we've had students in the Middle East, we've had students in Asia, we've had students all over the world, we have students that have gone out and shared the gospel with people that have never heard the gospel before, like literally never heard it before. And that's been a huge passion of ours. But uh, along the way, several years ago, we realized that there were people from all over the world that were around us, that were, that were close to us. We didn't necessarily have to get on airplanes for every one of our IGO trips and go across the planet. Like the, God had moved people around. He talks about that in the book of Acts. And God had moved people here on college campuses and communities, refugees, all these different kinds of people groups that were um, easier to access for youth groups because they're right here. And so we came up with this idea, like it just kind of hit us. Hey, the nations are here. And so LaunchBox is our biggest answer to that. Is how do we engage the nations that are right here, right here in front of us all the time? And Brad Cardwell is back for another episode today. Kai Martin, co-host, riding shotgun as always. And I love the fact that we get to have these discussions that help youth pastors, help students really understand LaunchBox, the vision behind it, how they can be involved, how, to, how they can join in this work. But when we talk about the nations are here, Brad, where, where are we talking about? Like, um, they're here in Texas. Oh. Yes. Because I think sometimes mm-hmm. people hear that now. Yeah, I know. New York's full of people from all over the world. And Seattle, you know, Vancouver, mm-hmm. like the but, – but you mean – they're here. They're right here. Yes. In Texas. Dallas, Texas. Fort Worth, Texas. Like, San Antonio, that's Texas. That's not far from any of us. That's correct. Wow. But like mostly on college campuses. Uh, no, Lance. Um, <laughs> maybe I'm not being clear. They're here. Can you back up. They're everywhere. Oh, they're here. <laughs> the nations are here. And Launchbox is like. Us recognizing that and creating a, a mission experience, a mission trip for your youth group to engage these least reached, unreached peoples, refugees, internationals right here in the Republic of Texas. Kai, you're the czar of LaunchBox. You're the leader. Um, but man, if you can, if you can like, raise this thing up to about 27,422 feet. Okay. Let's just start with the basics. The nations are here, so what? Like we, we hear that, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not naming names because I don't have a name in my head, but we hear that. The, the nations are here, so what? There's a lot of needs right here in my hometown. Why do I need to worry about the nations? Like why do we need to be focused as people that follow God on reaching the nations? Sure, yeah, when we're talking vision and strategy, I know it's 
kind of a common phrase to look at it from 30,000 foot view. I'm actually going to go a little higher. Oh, so even this higher. So this is kind of like a 33,943 foot view wow. of why we do this. Okay. So, yeah, um, I would say that you can't really understand biblically what it means to be on mission with God unless you understand God's heart for all nations, right? Because the mission of the church is not go reach as many people as possible. The mission of the church is that God's glory would cover the earth like the waters cover the seas, that his name and his renown would be known and worshiped in every tribe and tongue. We see that Genesis to Revelation, it's in the call of Abraham, that he might be, you know, a blessing to all nations, that God would bless all nations through him. All the way to Revelation, when we see at the end of time, the church is gathered and people are represented from every tribe and tongue. So for, for a student to really have a mature, robust understanding of what it means to really be a Christian, um, part of that has to include their understanding that God's sights are set on every tribe and tongue hearing and believing the gospel of Jesus and him receiving the worship and recognition that's due his name. And so there's a sense in which just part of discipleship, right, of our students is teaching them about God's heart for all nations. One of the ways we've said this over the years is Great Commission completion work. You know, that picture in Revelation 5 and then again in 7, every nation, tribe, and tongue worshiping God in the end of time. And so we're working towards the 6,000 plus people groups that are considered unreached, the mm-hmm. 3 billion plus people that have little or no access to the gospel. And Launchbox has brought them, like God has brought them and right here to Texas, and then Launchbox gives you a chance to engage them. But I think where we need to go from there, Brad, is why would a youth pastor want his students to be involved in that like okay yes as a christian we should be involved in reaching the nations and i grew up thinking that was something for missionaries right that was something for adults but like why would you want your youth group involved in that yeah you know what kai just said you know the the mission is for god's glory to be and his fame to be known amongst all peoples Mm -hmm. and so um for our students uh, at least you know a lot of what they're hearing, if not most of what they're hearing, is about them, uh, their behavior, their consequences, their future, their decisions. And even us as parents and even church leaders, that's a lot of what they hear from us too. When it, when it comes to talking to them about their faith, it has to do with them. And so when we start talking about the mission of God and them being a part of it, and the mission of God is for Him to be known, not for us to be known. Um, it's not to see how many people we can uh, share with, but for His fame and His glory. And that's what He's doing, and that's why He's doing it. It, it takes the focus off of the student, and it's refreshing um, for us to see it, and it's refreshing for the student to own it and know it, that God is up to something, and He is going to do it, and He's going to complete the work. And, um, and it's not about me. Um, it's the mission experience isn't about me. Me being on mission is not about me. Yeah, just a quick story about that that I think illustrates what we would call a win at Launchbox, right? If we were going to hmm. clarify the win of what 
what, what do we hope is accomplished at LaunchBox and really through IGO in general? I think about um, Matty Ellis, who was on this podcast recently, who was running cross-country competitively, right, at a collegiate level, and just decided, like, yeah, I could keep pursuing that goal, um, or I could redirect all of that time to focusing on people on my campus who are from these unreached countries, building relationships with them and sharing the gospel with them, and just completely redirected that time and that energy to something that really, she just said cross-country, that was just really something I did for me because I wanted to do it. I wanted to redirect that time to God's purpose and God's mission. And so, man, what a, just a, I mean, there's levels of that, right? Not everyone yeah, is going to, yeah. and not to say like it's obviously bad to run Quit everything you're doing right now. <laughs> yeah, right. There's different levels of that. But, I mean, it's as simple as, it's as simple as a kid who walks into a class and doesn't just think, hey, where can I sit so I can be the first one out the door, but walks into a class and goes, man, is there anyone in this classroom that looks like they might be from a Middle Eastern country who probably never gets a lot of attention and friendship from mm-hmm. you know, people mm-hmm. who were born in the States? And right. can I engage God's mission in that way? Yep. So how are you leading your students to engage the nations this summer? I get it. As we continue to deal with the effects of this pandemic, international mission trips are a challenge in so many ways. That's why we've really ramped up our stateside opportunities over here at IGO. We are bringing LaunchBox to Houston this summer. LaunchBox is our mission trip designed for youth groups to engage refugees and internationals right here in Texas. But if you'd like to get your group a little further away, we have some amazing opportunities in New York City. Last summer, our teams in New York engaged people from over 25 different countries. You can bring a group of students, join one of our teams. You can even encourage individual students to serve on one of our New York teams as well. The nations are here in Texas, all over the USA, and we would love to help your students experience an international mission trip this summer passport not required for more info about our summer of stateside trips visit our website igoglobal.org you can also email kai martin directly at kai ky at igoglobal.org let's make him famous i was thinking while you're talking like we, we probably need to have maddie ellis on the podcast we keep talking about her on the podcast but we haven't actually had her. we haven't there, had so her on no. here so we'll, we'll have crazy. to bring her in here at yeah. one point she keeps coming up and books have been written about her and everything. Like, it's pretty crazy. We love Maddie. Um, and it, I was also thinking, if you're right now, if you joined this podcast and you're thinking, um, what in the world is LaunchBox and what are they, what are they even talking about? Um, just, just, like, stay with us. We're, we're going to get there. Um, in fact, it would actually help you to go back and listen to episode 27 of our podcast. And that's where we basically just talked about what is this thing called LaunchBox, and we deep dive into that. Today we're talking specifically about how LaunchBox allows you, as a student pastor or a student, bring your group and engage the nations like we're talking about. From all over the world, you'll find people there. Now, we started this with this focus of refugees and 
Kai's going to talk about this. We've branched out like any anybody that we come into contact with, and we're we're serving lots of different kinds of people at LaunchBox um, with different needs. But there's this focus that's kind of this thread that runs through every week that we're really trying to seek out refugees and and help them. So Kai. Refugee is kind of a crazy word nowadays in, in our culture, and it has a lot of different baggage with it. But like, help us understand what what is a refugee? Like, why why would we focus mm. so much attention on refugees? Yeah, sure. So, basically, a refugee is someone who had to flee their home country due to it could be a religious persecution or political unrest or natural disaster, but someone who basically was displaced that um, could no longer safely live where they were currently residing and had to had to flee had to get out and oftentimes you'll see on the borders of countries where something like that has happened you know either across a river or some kind of a boundary line there'll be refugee camps and you may have seen this on news right where you see like a big fenced in area with a bunch of tents and so refugees are, are sent to those camps or they go to those camps they're admitted in where some of them will stay there for for years, even even over a decade, um, just living off basically, you know, donations from different governments or nonprofits. Um, but then they can apply to be resettled into another country, and it's really cool. You, most people don't realize this, but the U.S. actually accepts more refugees than every other country combined. So there are tons of them here in the U.S. And what, what the way that process works is they apply for refugee status. They're accepted. The United States flies them over here, sets them up in an apartment complex typically, um, and basically pays for um, that whole transition period, right? But then within one to two years, they are then expected to start paying the U.S. government back for those expenses. And so just that's kind of the travel side of it but wrap your head around what that would be like for a second imagine imagine that happened to you say something happened right in texas and you just had to leave and they sent you were sent to let's just say brazil you know somewhere that's unfamiliar place like you don't know how to live there things like there you got to figure out how to make money you got to figure out how to get your citizenship solidified you got to figure out how to use the public transportation. You got to figure out school. You got to learn the language. It's daunting, right? And it's interesting that so many of the organizations we work with who work with these refugees long term and do what's called resettlement, they help them with those things. They help them get on their feet, learn how to do all those things. Every one of them tells us that when they ask these refugees, hey, what was the hardest part about that whole thing? I mean, is it the language? Is it you know, because some of them are like like doctors, right? They had like solid careers, and now they're working in like a, a butcher shop making 12 bucks an hour because their credentials don't transfer. It's like, well, what's the hardest thing about that? And they said the answer is the same. Almost 100% of the time, the hardest thing they go through is loneliness. Hmm. It's just the sense that I feel like I'm doing all this alone. I don't have a friend that's here with me. I don't know anyone. Hmm. No one cares and is bearing this burden alongside of me. So, you know, when we talk about internationals, you can just see there's a different level of need in an international who's also a refugee 
right? Versus an international immigrant who like came here to pursue a career path or to be mm-hmm. close to a family member or something mm-hmm. like that. So while while God's heart is for all nations and we want to focus on internationals at Launchbox, there's so many more needs that are so easy for our students to meet in very real ways in the refugee community that we focus there as much as we can. Yeah, their struggle is so unique, right? I mean, that's why they feel lonely is because they're struggling with things that no one else around them is struggling with. So that can feel very lonely. I think most of us, when we think about refugees, we don't even, we don't even consider putting ourselves in their shoes. Like when you walk through that, that's, that's helpful. Like imagine if this happened to you and how you're starting over and all the needs there. And then you had that crazy movement from Texas to Brazil and that, that became so overwhelming because there's probably a Brazilian things you would have to do, right? Like there's probably a Brazilian things I would have to learn if I was in Brazil and just like, this is where I'm starting my life over. Um, but the Left that thing, door wide open, didn't I? Yeah, you did. I've been sitting on that one for a yeah. minute. Um, so dumb. The, yeah, we, so dumb. So one of the things, when we started working with refugees, one of the things that jumped out at me that I never thought was how many refugees are families. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think when we hear refugees in the news and the mm-hmm. headlines, we think about, man, are these all terrorists? They're trying to kill us. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Man, these are families. Like, who, mm-hmm. who are the people that are trying to get out of a country when something happens? It's people like moms and dads trying to protect their kids. And so, man, our, our students at Launchbox are really getting to come in and come alongside families, and that's a huge part mm-hmm. of that. And, Brad, I, I wanted you to kind of talk about, like, what that looks like. Because we're meeting needs of refugees, and we have students mm-hmm. that we're bringing into that. What does that, what does that look like? Well, you, you say families. It's kids and teenagers. I mean, it's hard enough to be a kid and a teenager as it is. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, much less throwing them into all this unique, this unique challenge. Um, and so to see from another friend that's from this country and befriend them and then show an interest in them and, and care about them, um, that's a unique way to meet that need um, because they, they probably don't bump into a lot of people who are really concerned about them. They've bumped into a lot of people who have had to help them, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they maybe even feel like a nuisance, but they haven't bumped into a, maybe a ton of people uh, that are really welcoming to them. So one of the things you say about people wanting to help them, the people who work in these refugee resettlement organizations, they always talk to us about like, hey, one of the best things you can do for them is let them do something for you, Hmm. right? Like, and we don't think that because, you know, maybe part of it's pride, part of it's probably just a desire to, hey, I want to help, right? But we think, hey, what what can I buy them? What can I give them? You know, Hmm. how can I, how can I improve their life by some sort of act or gift? When what they really want again is just like a relationship, and so they want to feel a part. Yeah, yeah. Here, right? So, so like we in in San Antonio specifically, we worked with a lot of Afghan families, and we were in this apartment complex where there's this little you know plaza courtyard area that we're hanging out in, playing with kids and stuff. And this this lady decides she's going to make tea for everyone, and so she's just busying herself like crazy, right? In and out of her apartment, she brought some of the stuff outside, but like she wanted to treat our students as, as friends, right? It's just like, what do you do for your friends? Well, you, you make tea for them. You, you contribute something to the relationship and to the interaction. And so even little stuff like that um, meets what they say is what we're hearing is 
the biggest need they have of loneliness. I, I love going to Launchbox for all the reasons, but just watching students love on these kids. Mm-hmm. And, and we talked a lot in our last episode about how there's something for everybody. You can bring every student in your youth group to Launchbox because, man, every student there can play a game with a kid mm-hmm. and they can uh, carry them on their shoulders around the place and make them feel special and make them feel loved and show them the love of Jesus. That's what we're doing, guys. We're showing them the love of Jesus in really practical ways by being a friend to them. Mm-hmm. And so if you have students that can come and hang out with kids and teenagers and be friends with them, that's... that's and it's so that's cool to see our kids um, appreciate the different cultures. When they, you know, the first day they meet a kid, they're already talking that night about um, the way they do things in their home and the things that they eat and the places that they like to go and the things that they used to do at their uh, in their native land. So it's so cool to see our kids... Um, kind of absorb mm. some of this multicultural stuff and how excited they get over that. Which yeah. is see, walk, see the girls walking around with henna tattoos on yeah. their arms. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. 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 Which is, you know, that that lady from Afghanistan is serving us by right. painting that on the girls' hands and mm-hmm. they think it's awesome. And, yeah. But it's all a part of the learning, which mm-hmm. that's what we do at IGO. We're training students to live on mission. And so these experiencers, ex- experiences called Launchbox and Trips. They're designed to integrate into their life and point them to a life on mission. And so like Brad talked about a while ago, they're learning that this is not about them. Mm-hmm. They're, they're seeing up close and personal that God is really, really big and his plan is for the whole world, for every nation, tribe, and tongue like Kai talked about. And then I think this is preparing them for what's next for them when they get home, but it's preparing them for a whole life. Right. So Kai, Kai, can you talk about that? Like that whole, yeah. this experience launches them into a life on mission. Yeah, that was my first thought is kind of what you did of bringing it back to the name Launchbox and not to get too deep into the weeds because that's a convoluted answer of why we call it Launchbox. <laughs> yeah. But part of it is the idea that, you know, don't check the box, launch it, that in everything we do at IGO and, Launchbox included, our goal is not to check a box for a mission trip. Our goal is to provide an experience and training that would open students' eyes to these needs around them so that they can be aware of those needs and identify those needs. Again, when they when they walk into a classroom, all of a sudden, after I've been to Launchbox, I'm, I'm noticing people and, and things that I wouldn't have noticed before and trying to figure out where are there opportunities for me to engage on mission in my everyday life and just raising that level of awareness of the the people who are around you on a day-to-day basis and the needs they may have that you can step in and meet. The nations are here. And we can help your students engage them. This thing called Launchbox, we'd love to have you join us for this. It's about their preparation. It's about everything Kai was just talking about. And students who come to Launchbox, I, I'm, I know this. I'm convinced of this. They leave Launchbox, and they're, they're more equipped to understand different cultures, how to cross cultures, how to, how to relate to people from different backgrounds, and specifically, they're more equipped to share the gospel in any context. And that's what we're doing. That's why we want you to come, bring your youth group, and, uh, and join us. This year, spring break, summer, next year, come. We'd love to have you. Brad, any closing thoughts? Uh, thanks for having me, Shu. Yep, yep. It's once again another good one. And uh, thanks for helping us understand where these nations are, for sure. Kai? 
It's always good to have the mayor, man. Always good. Um, one of these days, I'm going to do a podcast with just um, your friend that does that. Um, it does some kind of double talking or something. I want to do a podcast with him, uh, or maybe just have him interview Maddie Ellis. I think that there would be go. a good plan. Yeah. And uh, I, we haven't mentioned Steve G in this episode, but let's just mention him again for Steve fun. G. Steve we should do G. all of that in short order. Yep, we will. Um, music is coming in. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for tuning in. The Live On Mission podcast. Subscribe, tell your friends, share the episode, grow the show. 